Hey, I'm Cindy Pitts-Gilbert, and this is the Dear Sister Know-It-All podcast. I've spent years learning, researching, and working with all types of natural health and wellness practitioners to learn how to eliminate all the bad stuff and add all the good stuff to make my life as healthy and happy as humanly possible. Now I'm sharing all that research with you, including interviews with experts in their field of alternative, holistic, and natural health and wellness. My goal, to demystify and simplify everything in natural health and wellness. Hey, this is Cindy Pitts-Gilbert, and this is the Dear Sister Know-It-All podcast. Today, you get to spend some time with me learning all about essential oils. I've spent years researching this topic, and I am going to try to demystify it for you today. So we're going to do just a basic essential oil mini class on this podcast. I am just trying to educate as many people as I can on how beneficial essential oils are, some different things that they do. I cannot get all of this in one podcast. So there is so much more to learn that I'm going to be able to share with you. So we may break this up into segments. I am going to have some different essential oil experts on the show in the future. Let's just hit it. Let's just learn about essential oils. So basically, what is an essential oil? Why is it called an essential oil? They're called essential oils because they contain the essence of the plant. That means the aromatic and the wellness properties as well. It is basically the defense mechanism for the plant. So it's what keeps the plant healthy. That means we get the benefit of that plant as soon as we use that essential oil. Some of it's aromatic, some of it is um, topical. There are different ways to use essential oils. They're, They're natural chemical compounds, and I know I talk about chemicals, but these are good ones, these are natural, extracted from various plants leaves, and resins. They come from different parts of the plants, sometimes from the flowers, sometimes from the grasses, fruits, roots, and trees. And they're made through a distillation process. So have you ever heard of a moonshine still or seen any of those shows with a moonshine still? Remember Granny and the Clampets and the still? Um, well, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's a water-based distillation process with a big machine. They take all of the essential oil plant and they put it in this distillery and they run it through and they extract the oil from the plants. It's extremely concentrated and that is pretty much how they make an essential oil. The biggest bang for your buck with essential oils is to use them with impact. So the limbic system and your emotions um, for natural cleaning and deodorizing to support your health and wellness efforts, and even as a natural alternative to perfume. I will tell you that ylang ylang mixed with lavender and sandalwood is my favorite perfume. I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, isn't it just a placebo? Don't you just think that it does something beneficial for you? It's actually chemistry. There is a um, growing list of research that is backing it up. There are a lot more doctors and hospitals and healthcare providers that are actually promoting it. And it is a natural way to help their patients meet their goals. And so this isn't something that's a fad. It's been around for centuries. They talk about essential oils in the Bible. Um, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh are actually essential oils. 
There's a whole lot of research that backs up the fact that essential oils are beneficial. And honestly, essential oils are in a lot of the basis of a lot of our medicines. I picked up an organic pesticide for my garden. It had essential oils in, in the ingredients. So essential oils are everywhere, and rumor has it, and I don't know because I don't know the secret ingredient behind Coca-Cola, but rumor has it there's eight essential oils in Coca-Cola. Now, I'm not saying go out and get a Coke. I'm telling you that soda has a whole lot of sugar in it, but I will tell you that there is um, a lot of a lot of items that we eat and drink every day already that have essential oils in them. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to be eating and drinking essential oils. That is my safety class. So if you don't know what you're doing, do not ingest essential oils. That is the number one thing I'm going to say right here. There are three different ways to use them. You can use them aromatically, where you smell them. You can use them topically, and you almost always want to dilute them first and dilute them with another oil. So a coconut oil, an almond oil, an olive oil. There's different oils that you can mix with your essential oils. And there are only certain ones that are topical that you can actually put on your skin anyway. So you have to kind of know what you're doing. It is considered a medicine in a lot of cases. Um, That's what they used to use for medicine along the way. I don't know if you've ever watched the program Outlander, but she uses a mixture of herbs and essential oils in that show all the time as a healer on the show. So medicine people, medicine women, healers, um, medicine men back then used to use plants to heal So um, there's a whole lot of essential oils in the stuff that we already are using every day anyway. Vicks Vapor Rub is a petroleum-based version. It has eucalyptus and peppermint in it. So we're already using essential oils, even if we don't know it. What we want to avoid is the dangers of using them improperly. So just like any medicine, just like anything over the counter, if you don't know what you're doing, follow the instructions, learn from somebody who knows, send me a message at askmeatsisterknowitall.com, but don't use essential oils improperly. They can hurt you just like any kind of medicine. If you drank a whole bottle of NyQuil, you would be in a lot of trouble. So don't use medications or essential oils improperly, number one. So there we go. So how can they help us? In the, their essential oil form, they offer a lot of unique properties like supporting the respiratory system, digestive and other systems, nurturing cell function, Encouraging balance in the hormones, relieving stress, and balancing emotions. That's huge. Originally, when I heard of essential oils, it was lavender, and it was for aromatherapy, and it was all about balancing your emotions because lavender has a very calming effect. Well, that's the way I thought all essential oils were. Didn't know. Learned a whole lot in the last four years. It also replaced chemical cleaners naturally. And in synthetic deodorants, perfumes, skin cares, shampoos, there's so many ways that they can help us. So let's talk about some different basic essential oils that I keep in my medicine chest all the time. Melaleuca is amazing for mosquitoes. It has a very strong, pungent smell. You can mix it with lemon and it smells a little bit better. It's very strong. It's kind of like a pine salt. I like it. Some people don't. My kids are like, oh, no, the melaleuca. Melaleuca is also known as tea tree. There's tea tree grown in Florida, but um, a really good high-quality melaleuca oil comes from Australia. Melaleuca is an antibacterial. It is an antifungal. It will reduce 
poison and insect bites. So if you get stung by a bee or bitten by an ant, I use it all the time. I got stung by a bee right after I heard about this oil. I remembered it, ran inside. Within about 10 minutes, the extreme pain from that wasp was uh, calmed down. I put it on ant bites and it won't even blister up and cause those little uh, blisters. It's an amazing oil to keep in your medicine chest. Another one of my favorite oils is peppermint oil. Peppermint oil is um, known to repel ants. Um, it's been known to repel mice. Spiders don't like it. It keeps those kinds of things out of the home. It's amazing for a headache. It's what's in a candy cane. It's what's in peppermint extract. Peppermint extract is just peppermint oil and alcohol. Peppermint is amazing as a decongestant. You can breathe it in aromatically and help relieve indigestion. You can dilute it and put it on your tummy for indigestion. It's actually one of the oldest and most highly regarded herbs. Lemon balm. I actually grow lemon balm and peppermint in my yard. Lemon balm, also known as Melissa, is known for its antibacterial and antiviral properties. So if you have a stomach virus and it is not food poisoning, you can drink lemon balm tea to help alleviate some of the nausea, to help the virus heal. People with viruses in their system like fever blisters, the herpes simplex 2 virus, uh, shingles, those kinds of viruses are also helped by um, lemon balm. Lemon balm is um, great for anxiety. It makes an amazing tea. I use the herb for that. I actually grow the herb, dry it out, make my own tea. It's very calming and will also help headache. Orange oil is another one I love. Orange oil smells amazing. It is great for cleaning and mixing with oil and cleaning your countertops. If you mix it with coconut oil, need to degrease your hands, you know, the gojo stuff that you use, you can mix it up with that and it'll get, it's a great degreaser. Frankincense is another one I can't live without. Frankincense is earthy. It has a balsamic aroma. It is great for aches and pains. I mix it up in a salve. My mom loves it. It she, We mix it with lavender because it does have a, a pretty strong aroma. It comes from a resin. It is amazing for aches and pains, helps you feel better. There have been studies done, and I'm not saying that it does or doesn't, but there's been a lot of studies done that it aids in um, aids in helping cancer patients and reducing tumors. You can do your own research on that. I'm not claiming anything, but there are there is a lot of research out there that I've been reading that does say that it, it can help with that. And it helps increase feelings of spirituality and inner strength. Lavender. Okay, bar none, my favorite oil. Lavender smells amazing. It's not the same lavender that you smell in your laundry detergents and all of those synthetic lavenders. And there is an addiction to that lavender. This is a, a totally different scent. I do grow this as well. I don't make essential oils, but I do grow this. The best lavender comes from France. There is an amazing aroma to the essential oil. It is called lavender augustifolia. That is the highest quality essential oil. Uh, lavender. It is one that is considered neat. You can use it neat, which means that you can put it on your skin. Not every day or not all the time. You can develop a sensitivity to essential oils or anything that you put, put on your skin constantly. 
I dilute everything. Um, one of the things that I found is if I put essential oils on my skin, it will go just a little bit, you know, so I can rub it halfway up my arm. But if I mix it with an oil, it doesn't do anything to the quality of the oil, but I can put it all the way up my arm. So it helps it spread better so that you can actually get it on more of the surfaces of your skin. And it would cut down any kind of sensitivity that you might have. Always test an essential oil before you put it on your skin. Read about it. Make sure that it is safe to put on the skin. Uh, it must be neat. And then always dilute. You know what? It, just always dilute. <laughs> so if you dilute your essential oils, then you're going to be safer than sorry. Um, some oils are considered hot. Oregano is a hot oil. When you put it on your skin, it burns. Cinnamon is another hot oil, cinnamon bark. It will burn your skin when you touch it. Hot oils are not meant to be put on your skin without major dilution. Oregano oil, you would dilute that before you put it into your body or on your skin in any way. So lavender is great for calming. You can spray it on your bed sheets. You can spray it on your pillow. You can put a little bit behind your ear. You can put it in your products. It's great for your skin. So there are stimulating oils. There are uplifting oils. There's relaxing oils. And there's sedative oils. Let's talk a little bit about what some of those oils are. So there's peppermint, eucalyptus, orange, grapefruit, rosemary, and basil. Those are some stimulating oils. Then some uplifting oils. So that would be an oil that you might want to um, put a couple drops in your shampoo and put in the shower would be lemon, orange, peppermint, bergamot, geranium, and lemon balm. Relaxing oils, which coincidentally lavender is a relaxing oil, but lemon is both in the uplifting and the relaxing column. So you've got lavender, lemon, Roman chamomile, geranium, and ylang-ylang, and those are considered relaxing oils. Roman chamomile, geranium, and ylang-ylang. Sedative oils, are lavender, ylang-ylang, geranium, and vetiver. So those are just some ideas of mood-enhancing oils. So less is more. Essential oils are really, really potent. They are the essence of the plant, and they have been pulled. So for example, 20 cups of peppermint tea is equal to one drop of peppermint oil. There's a lot of water in peppermint tea. That's a lot of water, but still you'd have to drink 20 cups of tea to get the same potency as one drop of peppermint essential oil. My advice, research, research, research. If you don't know, please make sure you know before you put them on a child, especially putting them on a child, letting a child breathe them, putting them around animals. Certain animals can't be around essential oils at all. Certain animals don't like certain essential oils or don't do well with certain essential oils. So make sure you do your research. Know which applications are indicated for each. Know the brands of oils that you're using. Please do research and know which essential oils to invest in. I'm doing a program coming up. I do a regular Detox 120 program. I do talk about that. I will be talking about essential oil safety. I will tell you the oils that I use. I also gonna tell you the oils that I have used and what I've used them for. So what do you research? There's a lot that goes into creating a good high quality essential oil. So not just anybody can make the right oil. It's also really important to look at where it's grown. So certain essential oils grown in certain earth have certain minerals. Make sense? If there are certain constituents of an essential oil that is 
not in the ground in a particular country that it's grown in, then it's going to be a different smell. It's going to have different properties and different benefits. And even though maybe the overall benefits are the same, it's not going to be the same oil. So you have to pay attention and make sure that when you buy an essential oil or look at an essential oil, that it's grown indigenously for the healthiest plant. Make sure that it's grown without chemical pesticides, herbicides. It's harvested at the precise timing to ensure the peak properties. It's extracted at the proper temperature and pressure to preserve the oil's molecules and that it's been third-party tested so that it's been tested by an outside source and even multiple times to make sure that it is a high quality oil before they put it in the bottle. So there's different companies. There's lots of different companies. This is a huge industry right now. So there are wellness companies, there are direct marketing companies, there are retail essential oil companies, there are private individuals who sell oils and basically they're private labeling them and they're getting them from somewhere else. There are lots of places to get essential oils. Therapeutic grade, this is a big word. Therapeutic grade is a branding word. It just means that the oil is high quality and it's a marketing term. Any oil that is a high quality oil can call itself therapeutic grade. That just means that a great marketing person came up with a word and now everybody's using it. There are fragrance oils, there are cheap oils. I do not recommend oils that you can buy in a big box store because you do not know the quality you're getting. I have a really sensitive sense of smell. The more time you spend with essential oils, you can tell the higher quality oils. There are really just a few companies that I have narrowed it down to that I feel really, really comfortable about, and I don't mind telling you who they are. So there are two major multi-level marketing or direct marketing companies. And let me just step out of the box here for a minute. I'm going to step out of the essential oil box and I'm going to talk about MLMs. Multi-level marketing is not what you think it is. Multi-level marketing is an old word for something that was called a pyramid scheme a long time ago and now so many people have such a negative feeling about it because so many people were scammed and hurt by multi-level marketing companies. What most companies today are, are direct marketing companies, which means that the company allows representatives to work from them. It opens up an entire world for people to be able to work from home, have a secondary income, and they are direct marketing companies. Some companies do a lot of training with their reps, Some companies do not. Just because it's a direct marketing company does not mean that the product is not high quality. So I have spent over 20 years, I've worked with a lot of direct marketing companies. The products are amazing. If you are a direct marketer and you have felt this feeling that people are afraid that you're coming, and you're going to try to sell them something, just remember to think to yourself, if you go to a car dealership, they're there to sell you a car. If somebody comes to me for help, and I know the best product on the market happens to be a direct marketing company, then I'm going to recommend that product. That's just the way it is. I've spent a lot of years researching this, and I know the best companies. So if I recommend a direct marketing company to you, trust me, I have done my research. 
I have done my research. I know that they're high quality. I've used them on myself. I feel confident that the product that I recommend to any of my clients is amazing. So let's talk about retail. Retail stores, typically the commercial grade, for lack of a better term, the commercial grade essential oils are great if you want to use them for mixing with vinegar to clean your house. If you are going to maybe just use them to um, put in a diffuser to help your house smell good, they're okay. They're not as high a quality. They are a lot more inexpensive. And they are not something that I would ever use for a medicine or put in um, my body or on my skin. And that's just my personal opinion. So I've worked with them. I can tell you the way they smell. I've used them. I spent about a year and a half learning about essential oils, using them. They're a great testing ground to kind of dip your toe in the water with what an essential oil is. They smell good. They don't, I wouldn't say they smell great because I've smelled great, um, but they do smell good. I mean, lemon smells good. They're the kinds you buy in the stores. Then there's some companies that are online that are really reputable as well. Now, these are, these are companies that when I did my research and I used, I've used several of these for, you know, two or three years and I love them. I did run into a quality control issue with one company and then I started researching more. So I'm just going to share my top four companies that you can buy online and those are plant therapy, and the reason I like them is because the, um, the king of essential oil safety, Robert Tisserand, wrote a humongous book on essential oil safety, and he actually did their children's line and is associated with that company. So bottom line, that company I liked. Rocky Mountain Oils has a really good reputation with the um, aromatherapy schools and aromatherapists on the research that I did. Mountain Rose Herbs, I used that one for years. I love it. They also have an amazing array of herbs and spices and uh, base products that are used. They're out of Oregon. I loved them. The quality is not quite as high as the company I ended up choosing, but I do love the oils. Companies that I just mentioned are not as expensive as a couple of the other companies that I'm going to talk about. There are basically three different types of companies or grades. Let's just call them grades. There are low-grade product. There is, it's the product that everybody has. It could be a fragrance oil. It could call itself an essential oil. It is the cheap stuff that everybody is trying to sell these days that is very low quality. I can't even tell you where it comes from. I don't know what else has been added to it. If it's, I'm just going to say it outright, if it's a cheap essential oil, you are taking a huge risk using that oil. I can't imagine a company out there that can get the quality oils and work with the farmers and get the quality oil they need. I just can't imagine and them being able to sell it for $5 a bottle. I've said it. There you go. Then there's what I consider commercial grade. Commercial grade essential oils are oils that you can buy mostly in the health food stores. They have a pretty reputable name. They have a lot of oils. They mostly have single blends. So they're not blends. They're single oils, which is a, you know, lemon. It's not a lemon and a something else. It's just a lemon. They are good oils. 
I would consider them best for just, you know, making your house smell good, maybe using them with vinegar or some of your other cleaning um, ideas. That might be an oil that I would use that way. They're, they're less expensive. They're not $5 um, and they're, they're not as cheap as the cheapies, but they are still um, what I consider a commercial grade oil. They're, they're okay. Then there's what's considered the higher quality or therapeutic grade. Okay, so therapeutic grade oils is basically, I'm going to be honest with you, and you can tell anybody I said it, it's a marketing term. Based on all of my research, anybody can call themselves therapeutic grade, and the people who brag on it the most are the ones who uh, probably have not done a lot of research. They've just been told it's therapeutic grade, and they went with it. Therapeutic grade was a marketing term that was created to make a to to identify the fact that the oil is a high quality oil. What you really want to look for in a therapeutic grade oil or a high quality oil is the number of times it's been tested by a third party. Really that is the the end all of the highest quality. Once you spend a lot of time with essential oils, you're going to learn that essential oils are they have certain properties and you can tell the higher quality over the lower quality. You just develop a sense once you've started spending time with them. And if you did ingest them or taste them or to put them on your tongue. There are certain ones that you can do that with once you know what you're doing and you can tell a quality difference. You can just tell. Um, you know, same as any store you go into. If you you can tell the generic brand, sometimes you can't, but you can tell the ones that are not as high a quality. The two companies that sell essential oils that there are more than two but the two highest quality essential oil companies that I have found based on my four years of nauseatingly extensive research are doTERRA and Young Living. I love both of those oils. I know a lot of people who work with those oils. I love them. Now, I will tell you that I chose one of those two companies as a supplement company to work with my detox program and to put in my own life. And the biggest reason that I chose one over the other was because of the quality and the fact that they had so many products. So the company I chose was Young Living. And the reason I chose Young Living is because they had 720 products or more. They are constantly working with new product lines to offer people. And the reason they have so many products is because they have 25 years of experience. They are the oldest company. They work directly with the farmers and they have the most research and third-party testing. They test their batches of essential oils more than any single company I researched. And I researched about 15 companies. So because of the amount of research that they have done on the products and the oils and because they work with the farmers directly and have their own farms, that's why I chose that company. Now, the secondary reason that I chose that company is because I was all over the place. I was buying oils from this person, and I was buying oils from that store, and I was ordering oils from that company, basically to do my research and to figure out which one was the best. And then I realized that I wasn't getting the benefits of what direct marketing companies are all about, and that's either the rewards or the compensation. 
So because I was buying oils from everybody and being everybody's friend and buying oils from every store on the planet to learn what I was doing, I wasn't getting any benefits from the rewards that are available through that company. So it helped me to kind of consolidate and to stop using some of the other cleaning products that I was using that were natural, the skincare products, the shampoos and conditioners, all of that is available through this one company. So it made my life kind of simplified in a way. So I have basically two companies that I use for supplementation in my detox program. One is the Juice Plus company that I have been with for over 20 years. It's whole food nutrition, fruits and vegetables in a capsule. And the second company is Young Living. And then I just finally in March made my decision that that was the company to go with because I spent two years trying to find a skincare line that I could approve and to recommend to people and use on my own face. I spent a couple of years trying to find the right shampoos and conditioners and deodorants. I have a, I can have do a whole show on the 10 deodorants that I've already been through that are natural that I'm trying to make sure don't make me smell terrible and people are willing to hug me. And then I just found that this company had it all. And the education has been amazing. So the other company, doTERRA, I have a lot of friends who do doTERRA. It is a company that split away from Young Living. They were originally a lot of the same people. They created their own company. They have a lot of products, too. I've used their products. They are high quality. I will not say anything bad about doTERRA because they are a high-quality company. So whichever company you decide on, if you decide to use direct marketing um, companies, those are the two best. Um, if you want to continue to order online, my favorite would still be Plant Therapy or Mountain Rose Herbs. And then if you wanted to try a retail store and just run to the store and buy one, then you can try either Ara Casilla. Some people say Cassia, I don't know, and the Now brand. Those are the two most popular brands that you can buy at most, most health food stores like Whole Foods or Sprouts. Top of my list, going to be Young Living all the way. There you go. Those are, I've finally broken my silence about my favorite essential oil company. If you wanted to replace your medicine chest with some essential oils, here are the medicine chest oils that I have used and I love. And I'll just give you some symptoms, and then I'll tell you the oils that kind of go with it. Now, remember, we're either going to dilute, we're going to get educated, we're going to know what we're doing. So if you have a headache, peppermint oil is great. If you have stomach discomfort, peppermint oil is great. If you have a wart, melaleuca or oregano. Depression, citrus oils are very uplifting. Ear infections, melaleuca and lavender. Burns or fever, lavender and peppermint. Insect bites, lavender and melaleuca, sore muscles, frankincense, and copaiba. Cold and flu, lemon balm, and a lemon balm peppermint tea is amazing. I make it all the time in the winter. I call it my cold and flu tea. Inflammation, frankincense, lots of these are going to be good for inflammation. Toothing and teeth pain, peppermint, but you're going to majorly dilute that for a child. So talk to me about infant dilution or talk to an expert about infant dilution before you even attempt that, okay? So as I said, Robert Tisserand and Rodney Young wrote a, a huge book on essential oil safety. That book is the Bible. It's about 80 bucks on Amazon, I think. 
Um, but it is the book that I would recommend for um, learning all about essential oil safety. There are other books that I have and I would recommend as well. If you have a specific question on an essential oil, send it to me at askme at sisterknowitall.com. I'm here to help. So I don't mind answering your questions. And if I don't know, I got a book <laughs> that I can look it up in. Okay, we talked about safety, I think, at nauseam, but I'm going to mention it one more time. There are, you know, quality and regulations on essential oils are, are virtually non-existent. So knowing where your oils come from, knowing how to use them, and knowing what is effective and what is not is going to be your key here. An important note on quality, not all oils are created equal. Because of the lack of the industry standards and the lack of regulation on terms such as natural and pure, much of what you find at drugstores is not a therapeutic grade of essential oil or not a high quality essential oil. And it may even lack real quality or even contain contaminants that are way more common than you think. Okay, let's talk a little bit about carrier oils. Carrier oils, as I mentioned before, are, are like coconut oil or fractionated coconut oil. There is almond oil. Some people use olive oil. So there's lots of different natural oils that you can use. Hojaba oil is an oil that is great for, um, it's like the sebum in your hair. You know, when you get greasy hair or when you're greasy face, the sebum, that's the oil. So it kind of matches up to that oil in your face. So when using and applying essential oils topically, just know that there's a dilution chart. If I can share that with you. If you want to send me a message, you got my email, um, send me a message and I will send you that chart. Um, it helps you dilute the oils properly. So, so many drops of essential oil for so many drops or ounces of a carrier oil. And you get proper dilution for certain oils to make sure that they don't burn your skin. Um, as I said, some of them are considered hot and you want to be careful. Um, shea butter is also a great one. You can mix shea butter, beeswax, and coconut oil together and mix them up and make a great salve because I make it all the time. All right, so finally, I talk a little bit more about how to use them in your household. So this is the fun part. I recommend that you replace every single product in your home with something natural. So there's lots of natural ways to use essential oils in cleaning your own home. You need to clean the air in your home. There's great diffusers. There's different kinds of diffusers, but if you use a diffuser, you can put them in each room. There are certain essential oils that have been mixed as a blend. So Thieves, for example, has a really cool story. Um, Thieves was an oil that was created by thieves who were robbing dead people. And they would use these, these mix of oils that, that turned into Thieves or I think to Terracols, there's On Guard. Um, and I don't know what the other company's blends might be, but I can tell you what's in it. There's cinnamon and lemon and clove. Um, but there's the different oils were mixed together and that's what the thieves were using to rob graves. So there you go. So cleaning oils. Really good cleaning oils would be lemongrass oil, for example. It is a great to clean glass tables and other glass surfaces. You can mix it with vinegar and water and make a spritz and it can replace your Windex. Coconut oil is great for wood furniture. So I think I mentioned earlier that you can mix that with orange oil. So it makes a good furniture treatment and it also is a great gojo. It gets rid of grease. So if you've got, uh, oh, it also is a great label 
Um, it removes um, the sticky stuff, so it's a great gooby gun as well. I use it all the time when I'm peeling labels off of bottles to use them for a different purpose. You can peel the label off of an essential oil bottle and clean it and use it to make a blend. Tea tree oil, if you soak some paper towels in several drops of tea tree, it's a great bathroom disinfectant, um, so it's a great way to clean your bathroom. Rosemary oil is an antiseptic. It's also a disinfectant and it helps eliminate bacteria and viruses from your home. Rosemary is also known to be uh, good for growing hair. Lemon oil is amazing to mix with vinegar. I can't stand the smell of vinegar. It stinks up your house when you clean with it, but if you add some lemon oil with it, it actually helps. You can put a half of a lemon in your microwave and put it on high for about 30 to 45 seconds, minute at the most, and it will leach the essential oils into the steam all over your microwave and you can take a paper towel literally and wipe out the trash in your microwave. It is the coolest thing. Vinegar will also do the same thing. Lavender oil makes a great kitchen and bathroom cleaner. You can put six drops of lavender in a spray bottle. You can make that a linen spray. You can also make that a disinfectant spray in the bathroom. You so let's talk a little bit about diffusing versus vaporizing. A lot of people will think that a humidifier is a diffuser and it's not. It's a little bit different. Using a diffuser is really easy. You fill the diffuser with water and I recommend that you use purified water because I have curly hair and I can tell you that if I put water on my hair and spritz it that it will help get the curl back and refreshes the curl. If I use a spray bottle with tap water and I use it for two or three days it'll start getting that moldy musty smell. If I put water in a bottle and I do the same thing with purified water, I do not get that musty smell and it remains very clear and very good for quite a while in my spray bottle. Now I mix mine with some essential oils and so I don't just just use water but I used to do that all the time so I can tell you for a fact that if I put tap water in my diffuser in a couple of days it's going to smell musty if I use purified water it's not I'm the same thing with anything you clean with so I prefer to use purified water in all of my cleaning solutions that I make so back to diffusing um, they recommend that you use about five to ten drops when you use an essential oil and you turn the diffuser on after you've put the water in, you fill it up to the fill line, then you put in five to 10 drops and it depends on how, um, how strong you want the smell to be. And then there's an ultrasonic technology that produces vibrations and it's at a really high frequency and it turns the water into a mist and then you're breathing basically just an aromatic mist. The oil's beneficial properties kind of get immediately absorbed into your body through just diffusing them in the air. Now topical, if you're going to use topical, you're going to want to dilute. You're going to want to make sure that you dilute and you're going to make sure that you get the dilution chart to dilute properly. Some other ways to use essential oils is as a disinfectant, you can put a drop of melaleuca in the sink and when you're washing your dishes to give it that extra little cleaning disinfectant. You can um, add some essential oils to a uh, wool ball. You can buy these wool balls. I have you, They come in a pack usually and you can get them a lot of places, but you it's wool and it looks like a tennis ball. It's about the size of a tennis ball and you can put your essential oils directly on there and use them in the dryer to help um, your clothes. Well, one little warning here, and I'm not really doing the safety class, but one little warning here is citrus oils are considered 
photosensitive, which means that they um, have a reaction when they're in the sun. So let me give you an example. I knew a guy who was making margaritas next to the pool. He was out in the sun. He was using limes. He ended up burning his hands because the lime oil from the limes were on his hands for an extended period of time in the sun, and he ended up getting second-degree burns on his hands from real limes from the grocery store. So imagine the potency of lime in an essential oil. So I recommend that you don't put citrus on your clothes when you're drying them in the dryer because they can have an effect on fading your clothes in the sun, but that you also avoid citrus oils on your skin because they can burn your skin once you're exposed to the sun. So keep that in mind, citrus oils, so if it's an orange, a lemon, a lime, a bergamot, those types of oils you're going to want to avoid putting on your skin that's exposed to the sun. Okay, so some other household essential oils that are great are lemon, lime, will remove gum and stickers mixed with some coconut oil, as well as orange. Diffusing essential oils is a great way to start your morning. It's a great way to start your shower. You can put um, eucalyptus in the shower. It's a great decongestant. It actually will open up your sinuses. Um, it makes you feel good. Lemon or lime in the shower. You can put it on a cotton ball and put it in your shower. You can mix it with your shampoos. You can put lavender in your bedroom diffuser. You can put chamomile in your bedroom diffuser. Both of those are calming oils. They smell really, really good. You can actually just inhale an essential oil straight from the bottle, or you can buy these cute little tubes that you take the top off and it's got a little hole in the top. It looks like a lip balm. It looks, you know, just like a chapstick type of thing. And when you open it up, it has the cotton wick in there and they, you put the essential oils directly on those and it helps get the vapors. So especially like a decongestant or if you just wanted a lavender, some people will just put a cotton ball in a bottle and put a lid on it and then just open up the bottle. Um, after a while, you'll notice that the properties kind of start to break down over time and you'll have to replace it. But, um, you know, just something with a lid that's going to stay closed are great. There are these really cool necklaces that you can use um, that are diffuser necklaces and they've come out with an amazing amount of bracelets that have a little lava ball and you can put them directly on those lava balls and then they're not on your skin at all. Clay will absorb the oils so a lot of people will put clay balls in their bathroom or there's these um, you know a clay pot you know the terracotta pots. Um, there's products that you can buy and hang on the wall that have diffusing properties so you can just drop some oils directly on there. Um, a handkerchief. You can put a few drops in your bath. Let's talk about your bath. Epsom salt is a great emulsifier so it's going to help break down the oil but remember oil and water don't mix so if you just put an essential oil in your bathtub it's going to float around on top. So let's think of an oil that might be hot and then you put your body, immerse your body into the water. What's the first thing that's going to happen? So if you put peppermint for example on top of your bathtub because it's a great decongestant and you don't emulsify it with anything, it's going to lay on top of your bath, which means it's going to start burning your skin. So I've made that mistake. Tea tree oil will do the same thing. So make sure that you do it with Epsom salt. A lot of people will just add lavender or another essential oil to their Epsom salts and you just keep Epsom salts and then put those in your bath and it'll help it emulsify which means that it'll mix with the water a lot better and it won't float around on top. There are certain oils you should never put in your bath and that would be like 
cassia, oregano, wintergreen, lemongrass, um, especially if you have sensitive skin. A lot of aromatherapists, a lot of massage therapists use essential oils during their um, massages. And I know that's where I probably was introduced to essential oils in the first place. If you're in a massage and there's an oil that has lavender, they may be diffusing it. They may just put a little drop of peppermint. I've had them put a little drop of peppermint on a tissue and put it under my nose when my face is down because my, fo- my face will stop up or my nose will stop up while I'm laying there and she'll just give me a little bit of um, peppermint to help open up my sinuses while I'm laying there. They're a therapeutic. Um, they're ones, like I told you, are really good for sore, achy muscles. So here's some essential oil tips. Citrus oils can increase sun sensitivity, so avoid the sun for 12 hours after applying. To retain the potency, keep them in a nice dark spot away from the sun and away from moisture. Essential oils are very concentrated. They can even rub off nail polish and even melt plastic. I have stained my piano with an essential oil that came from a company that I ordered from a long, long time ago. Didn't even know what an essential oil was. Um, It'll eat through your finish. So be careful where you sit your essential oil bottle. Just keep in mind that everything I've talked about on here is not a substitute for medical advice. Definitely talk to your doctor. There are lots of hospitals using essential oils now. Some doctors are not interested in anything natural, and some are very open-minded about it. Just make sure that whatever you decide to do, you do your research. Keep in mind that some people are more sensitive than others. Some oils will develop a sensitivity on one person and not on another. If you have easily irritated skin, always do a test first on a little teeny spot. Make sure you always use a carrier oil. If redness occurs, don't rinse with water, rinse with oil. So if you were to put, say you were accidentally to touch your skin with oregano, it's a hot oil and your skin were to start to burn, then if you tried to rinse that off, it's not going to rinse off. Oil and water don't mix. So you would go in the kitchen and get some olive oil or you would get some coconut oil or even if you were in a pinch and you were out somewhere else, soap has oil in it and that would help as well. So just make sure that if you do get some kind of oil like that on your skin that any carrier oil will help dilute it down and help the burning more than anything else. Keep in mind that essential oils and carrier oils can stain your clothing, towels, and furniture and that might not ever come out. Have you ever eaten dinner on a tablecloth and gotten butter on the tablecloth and that never comes out? Same concept. You're going to want to avoid using metal or plastic utensils. Some essential oils will melt plastic and there are certain plastics that it will break down the plastic. If you were to put a lemon drop on the bottom of a styrofoam cup, for example, it will eat right through the styrofoam cup. Also, metal is a mineral. It will change the constituents of, and I have had an experience with that. I put a big metal bowl with a a bunch of Epsom salts, and then I put lavender and mixed it up and put it in jars. And about a week later, I opened the jars and I, they smelled like vinegar. I didn't put any vinegar in the Epsom salt. I didn't add any vinegar at all. But to me, something caused the, I think the metal bowl caused a, reaction that made my poor essential oils and my my nice bathtub salts smell like vinegar. So keep in mind, 
use glass or ceramic. It's also way easier to clean glass or ceramic because the oils get on there and if you heat it up just a little bit or to, you know if you're making a salve for example and you've heated up a bunch of stuff it's so much easier to clean glass or ceramic. There are a lot of companies and I know um, Young Living doTERRA and Mountain Rose Herbs are, are three of the companies that I noticed. They will identify an oil so when you're looking at them on their shopping carts or in their catalogs they will identify a lot of these tips for you. So for example, if it's if it's an oil like rosemary, for example, it will cause spasms. So it is not a good or contraction. So it is not a good oil for a pregnant mama. There are some that say safe for ingestion. Another thing I liked about Young Living, and I am not just promoting Young Living, but there are the one thing I liked about Young Living is they worked with the FDA to create a vitality blend that are in white bottles. So that makes it really easy to determine which ones are safer to ingest and which ones are not. And I don't have to run for the book all the time to figure out whether I can put this drop of peppermint in my tea. It makes it a little bit, and I will be really honest with you, I have been a big, big, big advocate for don't ingest essential oils, don't ingest essential oils, don't ever ingest essential oils. And over the years, I have learned um, so I feel a little bit safer now. So I'm still not a big advocate. I don't just take a whole lot of them in, but I have learned a lot and I do feel more confident now than I did before. So again, if you don't feel confident, don't. If you do feel confident, make sure that you know that you're confident. Don't guinea pig on yourself. Make sure you know. And if you don't know and you know experts, ask them or refer to um, experts in their field um, and just make sure that you talk to somebody or research and know what you're doing. That's all, all I got to say about that. Here's another cool tip. You can add essential oils and oil blends to household paint, craft paints and supplies, even Play-Doh to make it smell better. Um, it's really kind of cool to put it in paint. Um, and you're not going to put a whole lot, just a two or three drops is enough for a whole gallon of paint. Um, but can you imagine your house smelling like lavender after you've put a gallon of paint in there instead of paint? Okay, that's all I've got for you guys today. This has been Cindy Pitts-Gilbert, the Dear Sister Know-It-All podcast. Live every moment, laugh every day, and love beyond words. 